0: Oh my God! I could talk my plan again for my entire life. But, well, we um, are
1: doing directors, so we will get into. Okay, it we can do that.
0: Yeah, I um, Dark Tower <laughs> is my is my jam jam.
1: So. Oh my God! I can't. Like I said, I can't believe yeah. I'm just meeting you for the first time. <sighs> Thanks, Steve. Yes. Welcome to the Marvel of Horror, where we discuss all things past, present, and future as they pertain to the horror genre. I'm your host, your friend, your fellow horror enthusiast, Bruce Marvel. And today, Danielle Lloyd is coming on to talk some of maybe our favorite directors, maybe some Stephen King, and our, well not mine, but her dislike for Eli Roth. So let's get into this. Danielle, thank you for coming on the show. Oh my gosh,
0: thank you so much.
1: And as we were just talking, uh, we were, you know, before today, we were talking through email, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Steve, I don't know what you're doing, but I can't Steve. believe I'm just meeting you.
0: Steve, <laughs> you this have is a, everything up.
1: Yeah, you have a you have a dark tower tattoo. For I Christ do,
0: sake. I do, yeah, <laughs> I do. It's like yeah. <laughs> I know.
1: So, what was the what was the first thing that really got you into the horror genre? Okay, um,
0: so until I was in. Late middle school, high school, terrified of Freddy Krueger. Okay. Uh, completely terrified. Like around Halloween, you know, when TBS or TNT would show New Nightmare or mm. any of those things. If I saw a commercial, like that would ruin my day. Like I would be hysterical. So going backwards, where that stems from, um, when I was probably three, four, around there, uh, my parents let me watch Freddy's Nightmares. Oh,
1: okay, yeah.
0: Because I thought he was hilarious. So for anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> it's like a, a Crypt Keeper, Tales from the Crypt type show where, you know, it's, an, it's, you know, these short segment, individual episodes, and he's kind of this, like, typical wisecracking, funny, more funny than in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, less, less dark, but still dark. Yeah. Um, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Until I had a nightmare. And I had this nightmare where my dad turned into Freddy Krueger. It was a oh, wow. very traumatic dream. And from then on, I just was absolutely terrified.
1: So have you have you overcome your fear yes, of Freddy Krueger? Yes, okay. I
0: have. So I was so scared for so long. And, and in between, you know, my parents traumatizing me and um, <laughs> my middle school, high school years when I was able to watch the nightmare movies, I watched kinds of other horror movies in between them and I think when I finally and I don't even I don't remember the first time I was able to watch Nightmare on Elm Street um but I it became my favorite yeah um absolutely my favorite Wes Craven which we'll probably get into but became my favorite director and I don't know if it was kind of like conquering that fear or what that like cemented it for me but um once I was able to watch them, I mean, I've seen those seven movies. I don't know, countless.
1: Times. Yeah, they. To me, if you're if you're going to overcome a fear, of Freddy Krueger, the the first one is definitely the one. Yeah. That's like yeah, because that to me that's still that's still the scariest. Still I mean, stands out, uh, Oh yeah. The uh, the skin the cat scene in that movie still kind of gives me chills. Yeah. Um, three. I actually did an episode with my buddy Corey on three. Three's like kind of still my favorite because I think like by the time three came out, even though I was young, mm-hmm. I was still kind of allowed to watch it. Right. It was more accepted. Right. Uh, you know, like Dawkins had the video. Yeah. Dream yeah. world. Like oh MTV my god, the and god, I music and
0: the nightmare movies <laughs> slaps. It's awesome. Yeah. Like it's 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 great. Yeah.
1: But yeah, the first. The, and, and and then you kind of even though. Three's still very dark, but like that's where you get more of the wisecrack, and and then four. His one-liners, sort of, just you know. Four. I remember seeing. I remember seeing part four in a theater with my older brother. Yeah, I went to Tri-State Mall. Yeah. (laughs) I saw. uh, It was like the. Want to say it was like summertime. Mm -hmm. So, but it was like the big movie. It was crowded. It was a weekend. It was my mom, my oldest brother, and we saw Freddy Ford. I was like, "All right, this is this is not as scary as." one i saw before i still loved it though yeah
0: four and five actually might be my favorites and not more than the original and not as scary i think wes Craven's new nightmare was genius and it it, he's so robert england is so scary in that um but four and five i don't know i i love sequels i love good sequels a good franchise and those two being so connected Mm -hmm. where you know you have some of the character overlap you have Two, no, but I like two as well. Most people don't like two, but you have one, you have three where they bring Nancy back. Mm-hmm. And then you have three into four where Kristen, even though it's not the same actress, it's not Patricia Arquette playing her in both movies. You know, you have that and some of the other characters. Um, Kincaid is in that as well. And um, I can't remember his name. Mm, Joey? Joey. That's it, I was gonna say Danny. Um, but then four and five just being tied together with it, basically the same. Main I like character. how
1: I like how four yeah like you said I like how four and five can just kind of run together yeah. and almost make like one film. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah it's fun and yeah.
1: I think what I think New Nightmare is a very underrated movie oh hundred percent yeah I totally agree with that I think that's a really that's a really cool concept it is and you know I think. That franchise was so doing so well and so big, and Robert England made this, made this character that, that that was the only place you could really go for the story to actually give it new life. Right. So.
0: Well, but, and I think that's the genius of Wes too. Um,
1: yeah, Wes Craven. So Wes Craven, let's uh, let's talk about him for a hot minute. Wes Craven, I forget was uh, was his first horror film The Last House on the Left.
0: It was Last House. Yeah
1: last house on the left
0: Which gives me goosebumps just thinking about it
1: you it's... know <laughs> so last house on the left i've i've seen mm-hmm. but i've i've only seen it through like i've seen the whole movie but i've only seen it through, through like pieces because mm-hmm. i still can't i still to mm-hmm. this day can't really sit down and make myself watch that movie the whole way through
0: yeah i've seen it once and it's it it's incredible i mean it's so dark it's funny because wes craven comes from this background he was born into this fundamentalist Baptist family. He didn't see his first movie other than Disney movies until college. So-
1: That's that's crazy. Yeah, and he went
0: to like a Bible school. So he goes to college and he has to sneak out and he goes to see To Kill a Mockingbird and it changed his life. So- (laughs) He, and it's funny, I was talking to my husband about this last night, and he was like joking, obviously, but saying, uh, well, I guess his parents were right and not letting him see any movies because then he goes and makes, you know, these movies that are are so uh, difficult to watch and, and have all of these like really heart-wrenching themes. But he went from college to, he ended up, not to get into the whole West Biography, but He worked on, um, I want to say, dailies with uh, Sean Cunningham from Friday the 13th. Yeah. So after that, um, Sean Cunningham, I guess they had this group of people in Boston, like some Boston theater, where they would pay directors to make like super low-budget movies that they could show. So um, Sean Cunningham's like, let's make a horror film. And Wes was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) No, we can do that. <laughs> so he spent two days writing the screenplay to Last House, um, which is totally inspired by Virgin Spring. Um, and that's the movie that came out of it. And he said that he wanted to show it kind of like a documentary where he hadn't seen a movie yet where you show you don't you don't pull the camera away. Yeah. And that's that movie. That movie is so in your face and just. It, it's it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot it's It's really good
1: it's definitely a lot and correct me i could be wrong and i Mm -hmm. could just be kind of but i feel like i feel like guys like him and even toby hooper a Mm -hmm. little bit with like texas chainsaw massacre which we'll get into like these are these are guys that have just spent the last like couple of years watching like real vietnam footage oh
0: my god 100 percent. yeah so and toby had actually done eggshells which i haven't seen but i think it's it's a vietnam related yeah documentary and
1: so the and this is like where these guys are getting like these guys have seen like really horrific stuff and it's being shown like on the news it's like now you see what yeah and now you see like what comes at like because when i look when i when i see how it shot last house on the left that's like i can totally see that Mm -hmm. connection with that old like Vietnam footage and like you know guys like Tom Savini who oh, were yeah. in Vietnam, oh my God, I know. you know, putting that to uh, not a director but putting that he putting that in well, his work. Well, he was
0: involved with so many of these Oh films, yeah,
1: so. big time. Big time. Yeah, his fingerprints all over everywhere. Like, and I think film. I think <laughs>
0: then it's like that generation seeing you know the monsters that people maybe not become, you know, not not saying the people who were serving were monsters, but seeing like what they were forced to do in serving <laughs> yeah and, and and kind of you know showing that that the real you know monsters the real bad people are the ones that you could see every day you know they're mm-hmm. the ones you can encounter at any point in time
1: that and also seeing I mean like going back to um, like that documentary I think it's called red white and red white and horror, horror. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah yeah Talking these, uh, which, I which is a great documentary a great if you documentary. haven't seen it. It's probably on Netflix. Check it out. It is, or not Netflix. It's on Amazon uh, Prime. It's
0: on Prime. It's on yeah. Prime for free.
1: Definitely check it out. Um, Lance Hendrickson right, narrates yes. it. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, when they get to the 70s, yeah, and you start hearing about all these guys, guys who have just, they were against the war, mm-hmm. seeing all this stuff, and yeah. seeing just how regular people are being turned into, like, these horrific oh, – yeah monster people i yeah. mean like texas oh yeah especially like in which house is... uh, or the hills have eyes mm-hmm. yeah you know another west craven classic uh so last house on the left the hills have eyes obviously we have nightmare on Elm street which well, right I represent here
0: oh, and i was just going to say that um all of the a lot of horror directors and people who are involved with horror movies are like super sweet teddy bears too yeah who just have something to say again which is what you're saying about hills have eyes and Mm -hmm. texas and last house on the left where it's like they're not i think there's definitely a stigma around being a horror fan or people who make horror movies where you know why would you want to watch that like what is wrong with you that Mm -hmm. you like watching these things and it's like I don't like watching it. We just said we could it's very hard to watch Last House on the left. Yeah, oh yeah. Nobody wants to watch terrible scenes of terrible things happening to people, but it's like the fact that it's cathartic and you're you're seeing this play out, but you also get to see these badass people stand up for themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, I you mean, know, the
0: final girls and
1: the final girls and just like I mean I think what people don't get about like horror fans, because I have encountered that, and oh, I yeah. think that's I, all the time. I think it's like that's like kind of it's changed. It's not as bad as it was, yeah. but it's still kind of there. Uh, I think some of the horror fans and horror like filmmakers mm-hmm. are some of the brightest, oh yeah, smartest people you can encounter. And what a lot of people don't get, especially guys like Wes Craven, mm-hmm. and we've talked about Stephen King. They're really great doing this. It's like they create these characters that that's what's scary like they create these really good characters that like now all of a sudden you care when they're in peril oh, yeah. which yeah, they're yeah. going to do yeah that, that's the whole job of it and yeah you totally it's you know like watching horror movies kind of to me is like it uh you know dealing with these fears and seeing people deal with these fears it's like how you can just kind of navigate the fears in your own life mm-hmm. so i think i like i said i think horror fans and horror and even horror movie directors i mean look at some of the I think a lot of people start out with horror movies because in Hollywood like doing a horror movie not that I know cuz I don't work it's in gonna Hollywood. It's going to sell. It's going to start, it's going to sell exactly. They're usually like the lowest budget yep. to make so you get this quick return on your money. So, I mean, like I mean, the look at Blumhouse that's what they Oh, exactly. <laughs> I was going to or... bring up I was going to bring up Insidious. Insidious is like to me in I'm pretty sure Insidious came out right I hope around the same you say you scene. love it?
0: Are you going to say you love it?
1: The first one? I do. I love the first one. Uh, I love the first two because they kind of make, you know, they, they kind of make one movie. We'll get into that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. But, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a long show, Eddie. Sorry, guys. No, it's fine. Don't be sorry. This is great. Um, I think, it, like, Insidious, I want to say, was, like, right around the scene. Might have been the same year as the Avengers.
0: Could be, yeah.
1: But it, it was looked as Hollywood as more of like better on the books right. because it only costs like a million dollars to make compared and to it made like, 200
0: bajillion dollars. Yeah.
1: And it made like 30, 40 million its first week.
0: Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, it, yeah. I mean, not everyone can afford to make an Avengers movie or want to you know?
1: or want to. So, yeah. But to sit there and say, Hey, I, I spent a million dollars and my first week I have $39 to, 39 million dollars to just put in my pocket. Right? Yeah, It's <laughs> well, a pretty good deal. After I pay my bills it's really yeah. good. No, I love the Insidious movies. James Wan, he's definitely one of my faves which we'll get into later. Um, So who are your, like what is your, and we'll get more into Wes Craven sure. but just while it's on my mind, what is like your Mount Rushmore of like horror directors? Horror
0: directors. um, Not specific to American directors.
1: No, not okay, at all. Just in general. Just to horror. Um,
0: John Carpenter. Uh, so it's funny, and
1: comes up a lot on the show. Well, I feel like <laughs> And he should.
0: <laughs> you know, Nightmare on Elm Street being my favorite horror. If somebody asked me, "What's your favorite horror movie?" Nightmare on Elm Street. But I feel like it's kind of like music, where something that means so much to you, and maybe you could say forever, is your favorite band or or your favorite movie, doesn't necessarily mean at every point in your life, it's your number one. Yeah. So I think right now for me, John Carpenter is is it. I mean, I just. We were just watching Body Bags last night, which I don't – have you seen?
1: Yeah, great. Another another movie that doesn't get brought up enough when yeah. we're discussing John Carpenter. Obviously, we talk Halloween right. and, you know, but go All ahead. the biggies. Um, All yeah, the biggies.
0: so – and I'm a sucker for an anthology. I – so I used to watch On Demand where they would just have trailers, and you can just watch horror yeah. trailers. And I love a trailer. I love that. Me I love, too. like, a snippet of a movie. Yeah. Um, Masters of Horror, Greatest Anthology – ever i could talk for days about that um so body bags is an anthology uh two or three shorts by john and then one by toby mm-hmm. i think two by john and one by toby um and john's actually again like that crypt keeper type um post where he carries you through which you never really see him in that role it's really fun no, to yeah, see him. It's cool it's
1: he has really a little bit cool. of makeup
0: on um it's it's amazing it's funny it's good oh my god and the cameos and it was made for tv yeah Um, really good cameos. Wes is in it he's in the first short he walks up and I always forget how tall he is was he's a giant but he's in it they have a picture of Sam Raimi Mm. he's not in it but um (laughs) Robert Carradine is mm. amazing. And I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it because he's amazing.
1: Spoiler alert. It's only been it's only been out like 20 yeah. years. I mean, <laughs> I guess maybe? it's not my fault to
0: catch up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. Um, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is in the Toby one. Um, yeah. He's the main character, which is just incredible to see him in it. Um, there's so many people.
1: There's all, like Stacey I always... Keach. Yeah, Stacey, the Stacey Keach. Debbie and the, Harry. Yeah, yeah. The Stacey Keach episode well, we is my cut. favorite. The one with oh. the hair.
0: And his eyes, like, oh, my God. So good. Um, <laughs> so John Carpenter is probably my number one. Um, not just because of that. I mean, you can just see his influence in everything. And it, it's funny. I didn't think of it, of it until last night. But It Follows is such a John Carpenter movie. It
1: it's Follows is Carpenter very, and very I love it inspiring. Follows. Oh, I love that movie, too. Uh, my friend... Um, my friend Corey was on the show. That's, like, one of his all-time favorites. And, yeah, for a movie that's been out, like, the last, like, 10 mm-hmm. years. I think it was, what, 2016?
0: Yeah, I think
1: so. That's a fantastic right movie. Oh, it's right up
0: there. Um,
1: um, I wish, like, I would see... More? More of that. You know, that's a great... Um, that's a great movie uh, where... Using a monster to scare you without ever really seeing the mo- you don't really see the monster you kind of do but you kind of really. do
0: and when you do I'm getting goosebumps again when you do <laughs> oh my god when he comes through the doorway oh, and he's yeah. like 27 feet tall yes. her friends in front of the door and she's like I don't see anything yeah and that then,
1: is that's a that scene cool.
0: even the opening scene oh my god I've seen that movie so many times it still gives me the creeps even the opening scene it when still he, hits she yeah. calls her dad on the beach so this girl goes out to the beach i'm sorry i'm explaining everything to you guys but this Spoiler. girl goes <laughs> yeah, it's in the beginning girl goes out <laughs> on the beach she's talking to her dad she's like dad um you know i'm just sorry for everything like a typical maybe you've been a shit can i cuss on here before? oh absolutely because okay, i cuss like a pirate i've been trying to be good
1: watch your fucking mouth
0: i know it's, it's gonna get <laughs> ugly um dad i'm so sorry i've been you know an awful daughter i just want you to know that i love you and you're like, okay, maybe she is just apologizing. She's by herself on a beach at night, which is creepy anyway, Yeah. But never. Uh, and then they cut to Dawn and her limbs are broken in these horrible positions. Mm. And sorry, John Carpenter. It follows an amazing movie. John is number one because he um, makes, you know, these quintessential Halloween, you know, the thing. Um, Prince of Darkness, like all these amazing yeah. movies, and then he also rocks out. You know his his Kurt Russell escape from movies that mm. are incredible.
1: Oh, they're great. I mean, are we? It's not horror, but it's what, not horror, but it's big trouble in Little China. Big like, trouble.
0: Um, they live. they
1: live. They live. They live's
0: amazing.
1: They live is a fucking awesome. It's movie. Incredible. I love that movie. It's uh, incredible. Lo- for the longest time, longest taped fight. We well, are wrestling fan, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Roddy
0: Piper. Roddy Piper. Who. So cute in that movie, also. He's amazing. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, the other you, thing. Go ahead. You, for,
1: you forget how big of a dude oh, he a was, huge. too. He's a huge man. Huge. He's so, huge. Uh, yeah.
0: that, and he does so good. Like, he's not a classically trained actor, but he can hang. He does yeah. a really good job.
1: I've never seen it, but everyone keeps telling me I got to watch Hell Come to, like, when Hell Comes to Frogtown.
0: I've heard about it. I haven't seen it I wanna. Yeah, I got to watch it, too. You should too. do a, a watch and react. With
1: Let's you. do it. Okay. Down. i haven't taped one yet but let's, let's yeah i'm in it. fuck yeah
0: um
1: i was watching so okay. speaking of john cook because he's he's on my mount rushmore yeah um uh, they keep showing it and i keep watching it uh in the mouth of madness
0: uh, amazing
1: i mean that's maybe the most movie. underrated movie yeah like
0: horror movie. awesome
1: fucking movie
0: Stan Neil in that movie is just
1: who's actually been in a lot more yes. horror movies yeah. than you would think he's
0: one that pops up yeah like, wait what
1: yeah. And good ones too. Mm-hmm. He's got a very impressive resume. A lot of people don't look at.
0: No, I know. And I could go into whole HP Lovecraft adaptation thing too, but Well, I can
1: do a whole episode on Event Horizon.
0: Ooh. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um Hellraiser in space. So which they've done. So <laughs> um, Yeah, right. The fourth one, right? I'm a Hellraiser fanatic too. But um
1: You will be a returning guest, I feel. I
0: love to. So John Carpenter, he's incredible, and I just like to imagine him, like, just chain-smoking his ciggies, just synthing out. Like, that makes yeah. me so happy. And he did his live tour, and my, I missed it.
1: My friends, um, who I can't wait to get them on the show eventually, Uh, my friends, Justin and Sarah, very close friends of mine, they saw that tour. Oh, God. If he
0: does it again, I have to go, because he's just...
1: I want to say they saw that, and I want to say they saw Goblin, and I believe... The guest I had last week, uh, my buddy Gene, told me that Goblin... I don't know where they're coming, but Goblin is coming to Philadelphia, I think, September 16th.
0: There. I would absolutely go. I
1: have to look it up.
0: So, yeah, Dario. Um, Dario Dario's up there. Dario is... uh, Dario Gento is an experience. He is... um, His use of color is unlike anyone else. Ever. Mm -hmm. And he... It's funny, I don't, have you listened to the post-mortem podcast with Mick Garris?
1: I haven't. Oh but my I God. To, I need to, uh, yeah, oh, I'm obviously he, I'm behind.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. He is the patron saint of horror. I mean, he's, he's a director in his own right, and he's he does a lot of Stephen King adaptations, and he's an incredible mm-hmm. dude. He did, you know, all the Masters of Horror stuff, but they were talking, I'm trying to remember who was talking about Dario. They were referencing when they did Masters of Horror, and um, uh, have you seen? The Anthology Master Zafari?
1: I've seen some of them, okay. yeah.
0: Um, so Dario did two, um, and one of them is with meatloaf. It's called <laughs> Pelts.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> it's amazing, and it is gross. It's super gross. And that's Dario filmed some of, like, the grossest things, but they're still beautiful. It's really yeah. weird. Um, he has, like, this musical quality to what he does. And I guess after filming this horrible thing, at the end, this, you know, it tiny little Catholic Italian man is like, you know, I need to go home and pray. I've done some terrible things today.
1: He, um, <laughs> and he he's watched.
0: Just, he's amazing.
1: Oh, he, like, I loved I mean, obviously Suspiria, you know, love Suspiria. Incredible. The remake
0: was not bad. Either.
1: You know, the Suspiria is kind of, the remake of Suspiria is kind of like, I want to compare it to like the Misfits. They had, obviously they had Danzig mm-hmm. for many years. And then they came out in like '97, and they were still calling themselves the Misfits, but they had a different it's singer. Different. Singers, it was, different right. it was still punk, but it was way different sound. And I feel like if they would have called it something else, it would have been. It would have because it was so It would have served everyone better. It would have served everyone better, and it just would have took them further. Yeah. I feel like that's that's my my opinion of like this Suspiria, Suspiria and the remake. Suspiria remake. I thought it was brilliant.
0: I thought it was really. I thought it was really well done.
1: Um, I think if they would have called it something else.
0: It could have been way worse than what it was. It's kind oh, of how yeah. this was like, you know. How do you take Suspiria and remake it? And and I thought they did they did a good job. So.
1: He, I think he, I forget the, I don't even know, I forget him. my man's name, but I think he's the same guy who did uh, Love and Bone. Okay. Right, that uh, cannibal movie kind of that came out yeah. recently with my man Tim, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the guy who directed the remake okay. of Suspiria, Even though I can't think of his name. Fix this in editing. He, uh, but no, I mean, but I thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I thought it looked great. Um, maybe it really shows you how great of an actress Tilda Swinton is.
0: Yeah, I could have done without the yeah other I,
1: character. There's some there's some stuff that could like have that been was, cut. That didn't yeah, need to be there. there's some stuff that could have been cut for time purpose. I it, definitely agree. She's amazing. She's, she's so
0: commanding, yeah. and and she's she's wonderful. Yeah, I could watch her in anything.
1: But Argento, like going back to it, so Argento is such a, like you said, his color, Mm -hmm. the way he can use color, the way he Mm -hmm. manipulates color, even in his films that aren't like Suspiria, like Tenebrae Mm -hmm. and uh, Deep Red. Deep Red's Mm -hmm. like probably my second favorite Argento, Uh, but he is obviously clearly a... Student of Mary Obama. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. Uh, it's oh Fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just watching. Uh, I was just watching Black Sunday yeah. last night. Awesome fucking movie. Mary Obama. I don't know if he's on my Mount Rushmore, but he might be. But uh, yeah, Argento. I mean, you talk about uh.
0: I just kind of think of it in the way: if you removed his movies, would would something be missing? in the world of horror. And, and I think absolutely like yes. taking that out. I, I don't think anyone replicates that. I don't
1: No, No one replicates him. And you can tell his like all the, I mean, great. I wasn't a fan of the movie, but let's talk about, um, and he'll come up again, but James Wan, mm-hmm. what's the movie he just did a couple years ago.
0: Oh, oh, uh, did he do are he Malignant? As Malignant. That,
1: yeah. Malignant is definitely his, his take on like inspiration of Bob I, or, uh, of Argento. I can see that. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like, I mean, you could talk to Well, him. even
0: the, even the cover art, you know, like the poster exactly. for that was, was very, you
1: know, the black derivative. glove and all that. Stuff. I mean, he's, yeah. there's so many filmmakers into horror who wouldn't be who they were right. without Argento.
0: That dreamlike quality to movies. Mm-hmm. That, that he, he, that was his thing. And yeah. That, really
1: just like, is it
0: real? Is it not real? What's going on? Kind of feeling you get watching it.
1: Yeah, and that, and you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier when it's like this, this stuff that's so violent, mm-hmm. but it's so beautiful. It's you can't so look beautiful. away. No,
0: <laughs> no, and it, it, it's it, it's just the whole way he pulls it together keeps you from, from being grossed out. Kind of. Yeah. It's not. It's. I think because of that dreamlike. And the music too. Um, him using Goblin, I
1: think. I don't
0: know if with everything, but the majority of his work.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, about everything, but yeah, just the two of them together in a in a movie. Like uh, it's just. I mean, I don't know if Goblin was on the soundtrack or not. But I was talking uh, last week. I love Suspiria. That'll always be mm-hmm. my favorite Argento film. But I, I love Inferno. Yeah, Inferno was so good. Um, I watched. That's where you you really see Bava uh, and Inferno, and I think he worked on that film. Um, I watched Mother of Tears not that long mm-hmm. ago. It's like the third of that mm-hmm. trilogy. That was, that's a really violent movie. Too. Yeah,
0: it, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yes, it's a little different that way.
1: Yeah, I think that's like uh, late like late nineties, yeah. right? Definitely uh, different from his eighties stuff
0: for sure. <laughs> so all right, um, obviously Wes Craven. Um I think because of I he was a really clever guy. He was really smart. Very clever. Um, he was a teacher. I mean, he 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 was just very studious. He knew a lot and he had a lot of social uh themes in his movies that I think are really interesting. Um, you know, you go from Last House, which like I said was kind of a let's write a horror movie, but it has, you know, these primal fear things in last house and and you also see those same kind of fears pulled through and hills have eyes uh, like just the ugliness of people
1: yeah big time
0: um and then you have you know nightmare on elm street which is again still in this primal fear category but then you have movies like people under the stairs um this gentrification movie
1: yeah which before people really understood what that was right he was already he was already like he was already tackling that.
0: yeah where you know you have these crazy white people in this gigantic house, juxtaposed with these poor black kids, this black family, um, and they're robbing these crazy white people, and things get completely batshit mm-hmm. along the way. Oh yeah! But it's interesting, you know. You see this house from the outside, and you're like, oh, you know, we wish we lived like that. They're so well to do. They're they're doing great. You go inside, complete madness. Yeah. complete insanity.
1: When I watched that movie and the bad people, the, mm-hmm. the crazy white people, mm-hmm. my man from Twin
0: uh, Oh my God, Twin from Silver, and Silver Bullet. Yeah,
1: Silver Bullet, yes. that's right.
0: And she's from Twin Peaks, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Crazy. Ed, crazy. Ed, Ed and, uh, what, what the hell was her name? Twin I Peaks? forget her name. But they were married.
1: Were they they're married in they're, real life?
0: They, no, no, no. In Twin Peaks, they were married. Which oh is, yeah,
1: and they're like they're brother and sister. In this brother movie, and but sister. They come off as like nuts. a yeah. They come oh, off. Oh yeah, no, there's a. Mm. And they're clearly they're
0: wearing like the gym suits, running around like the whole. They're
1: clearly shoes. eating people too. Absolutely eating. Um, but no, it's funny. And then when you hear these these two characters we're referring to talk, it's like the people trying to rob them are, are the bad are guys. the bad people. And it's like, no, you're y'all are crazy. You created that. Right. Created the situation. Yeah, and that touches, like, so kind of going back to, like, how it ties into, le- to me, how it ties into, like, Last House on the Left mm-hmm. and uh, The Hills Have Eyes. These are really stories about, like, what desperation can do to For people. Sure. And, like, that's yeah. kind of the same thing. Like, out of desperation, right. they're going to rob these people. Yeah, yeah they, they obviously they don't know
0: the situation they're walking into. They don't into. know the
1: situation <laughs> that they're in. And it's a great <laughs> it's movie. Great and then, movie. And another thing, too, like you said, it proves that that's something me me and guests have talked about mm-hmm. and even like out like outside of cameras role and i think it's like big hot topic today movies that have like social commentary mm-hmm. it's a great thing mm-hmm. but they can kind of beat you over the head with it
0: if not done well if yeah. not
1: done well for sure this is a movie where the it's brilliant on social commentary but it's mm-hmm. not like shoving it in your face right. it's just telling a great story with great characters and there it is. When you're right. done watching it, or as you watch it, you're like, "Huh." Yeah. You just kind of come to your own like realization, like, "Oh, this is actually a pretty."
0: There's more going on here. There's more there. going on yeah. here. This
1: is actually a very smart movie. Yeah. Like again, from a very smart guy. Yeah. Wes Craven. Well, then, I always forget he did that movie.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then Hills Have Eyes too. It's kind of like what happens when when people again the resources. What happens if there's people out here and and they don't have this um, sense of community and, and civilization and what do we do if those things aren't in place and like how thin is that line like how fast can that break down yeah um which is a really scary thought i mean you see that obviously that's romero i mean that's it, that's that was his bread and butter basically like <laughs> what happens when that breaks down um so yeah i mean west serpent in the rainbow underrated oh
1: my god that's i totally really, forgot about serpent and the rainbow
0: amazing movie I
1: love that movie. It's so good.
0: It's really good. And and that one feels, I think Wes, it's unfortunate that he didn't get more opportunities to direct other than horror because that to me is a mainstream movie. That's not a genre movie. Yeah. Like, like it is a horror movie, but you can, you can see that he had the chops to do, you know, these more dramatic films. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scream. I mean, I'm sure I'm skipping Nightmare. We talked about Oh Shocker, which is
1: it's okay. Um everybody everybody deserves okay. one. Like it's like right.
0: a throwaway.
1: Yeah, no, no, Shocker's not great. Um not <laughs> great, great soundtrack. Yeah,
0: great soundtrack. Not great, not a great movie. Um, you know, Red Eye. There's there's a bunch in there. Uh Red Eye's amazing though, with Killian.
1: I've um, never seen Red Eye. It's
0: good. Oh, it's I good. Put, it's on my list. It's really good. Um, but then Scream. And obviously he didn't write Scream. Kevin Williamson wrote scream um but i feel like scream changed everything
1: scream did change everything it took me so out of the six scream films i've seen one i've seen two i've seen four and i've seen six i loved one i loved four um and six was okay six i was kind of lost because i didn't see See five yeah but I feel like it was kind of predictable, too. But we'll, well, I mean, talk, it's, about, you we'll know, talk about scream, the first
0: one. Scream is Scooby-Doo, right? Yeah, so it's fun. For, you,
1: Scooby-Doo for adults. Yeah. Scooby-Doo for
0: adults. You, <laughs> it's a, who, who is, you know, the guy we're going to stop. And he would have gotten away with it not meddling teenagers. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's,
1: that's, I've never thought about Scream that way, but yeah. now I'll never not be able to think that's about it. That's what it is. It's Any so good.
0: Um, and it's fun. And that kind of, I'm going to, Probably be off topic but like that's why I love franchises I feel like you know there's a couple of things you can expect with this sequel you can expect a copy paste of the movie right before it or you know maybe the, the, the following movies where it's the same exact movie we're just gonna keep going like sleepaway camp two and three <laughs> same exact movie amazing I mm-hmm. love those movies they're the best um, you can have a franchise where they build on the story where it's an evolution insidious is yeah. example of that um where you know i guess i can't remember if it's three where they're in the apartment building but where yes. the story's kind of evolving but then you come back and you learn more as you go along about the core story um and then you can have a franchise where it's just the name but the movies are completely unrelated like i don't know season of the witch for halloween where yeah. I love Season of the Witch, and I feel like that's kind of what John Carpenter had in mind when he was making Halloween. Mm. But um, with Scream, that is just more of the same. It's more of the same, and there's no continuation of the story, really. Like nothing. There's no story to tie through other than Sid and people out together for whatever reason, yeah. um, other than 1 and 2.
1: Yeah, and I applaud, like, I applaud Six for trying to do a new story mm-hmm. without those characters mm-hmm. and still trying to, like, like you said, kind of, its shtick is, like, playing on yeah. sequels and franchises right. and stuff like that. And,
0: um, well, and that meta idea that they brought into Scream, um, which hadn't really been done other than New Nightmare. I mean, it was New Nightmare, yeah. and then it was Scream. And, um, funny story, I uh, was watching, i oh, not that funny. Watching Scream for the first time, Um, you know, when I was little, when it came out, when it was, we probably rented it. Mm -hmm. I think Um, it was, what,
1: 95 or six, Something like that, yeah. Yeah.
0: Watching it with my friends and my father. Uh, I hope he watches this. We're watching it. We're really into it. We're in my room. Calls my landline, calls the phone. The phone goes oh, off God. and we I think I know this flipped is our
1: shit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like I, we were screaming. Like I thought that was, that was it. We were so into this movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that will always be in my mind. But Scream was a blast. Um, it, it was done really well. The cast was amazing. I'd watch Matthew Lillard do anything. Um, he's just, he's, he's amazing. He's so much fun. Um,
1: I, so when I first saw Scream, it was one of those things where I saw it kind of late, mm-hmm. like I saw it more towards like '97 had mm-hmm. already kind of been out, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, you see Scream!" Oh, you did they see ruin it. it? They Didn't ruin it okay. per se, but it was like it was talked up so much that I don't. I mean, I still enjoyed watching it that first time, but I feel like I didn't. It was didn't like get too the, much going into. Oh, uh, I just did, I feel like I just didn't get like the total. You're like this is this
0: is the movie that everyone's freaking out about.
1: A little bit, yeah. a little bit, and that plus I think Scream is one of those movies where like. If you watch with, like, a group of people, it's way more fun. Oh, yeah. Especially for the first time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I
1: still, like I said, I, I like Scream. I know a lot of people, I know a lot of friends in my close circuit that are like, fuck those Scream movies. But I, I think the first They're one's really fine. good. They're fun. They are fun. And I, I think... Uh, doesn't always,
0: It doesn't always have to be serious, you know? And that's a that's good thing about horror is there's this sub, you know, categories of everything.
1: Plus, I think, and this is just me personally, this is just my personal view, I... I like Scream because I feel like without Scream, you wouldn't have one of my favorite horror movies of all time that I watch. I don't know if it's really – I'd say it's a horror movie even though it kind of isn't. Um, Cabin in the Woods. So good. Yes. So like, good. I feel like you never would have had that movie if not for a movie like Scream. Yeah. Because that's to me, that's just like a super evolution oh, of absolutely. like the same concept. Absolutely. Absolutely we kind of that self
0: referential like, sort of yeah, thing. We're, we're
1: poking fun at yeah. you horror fans, right? And like,
0: but we also get it because it's scary. I mean, it's yeah. a good movie. It's not. It's more like sci-fi than horror, but it's it's creepy. Oh, it's great. Um, it's yeah. I mean, I used to be a die-hard Joss Whedon fan, and he's yeah, you know, sucks that people suck. But anyway, yeah. it's such it's such a good movie. It's a good movie. Oh,
1: it's a great movie. We
0: watch it. We I think we watch it every Halloween. Most Halloweens. That's um, kind of like what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those movies that you kind of have to. Um, all right. John, Wes, Dario. Um, oh, this is tough. So I'm going to say Toby. I, I love Toby. And I know I brought Toby up. Um, and I think, I don't know that it, he would be on there for me if not for Poltergeist.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: that's, I watched that movie probably at least once a month um it's it's my jam it's one of my comfort movies
1: i can't wait to t- i can't wait to tell you a story about poltergeist but please go ahead oh. um,
0: so and for anyone who doesn't know there's a lot of drama surrounding poltergeist because steven spielberg was
1: i was gonna that was my next that was gonna be my next question yeah
0: heavily involved um which i think was just his way i think steven steven spielberg has a hard time letting go of things he just mm-hmm. wants to be in there he wants to be calling the shots. From what I've heard and from what I've read, um, Toby was, all pre-production was Toby. Uh, He was on the set, he was filming, Steven Spielberg was also there. And you can clearly see, you can see that Amblin, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, big
1: time, big time.
0: But um, I think that from what I've heard again, that Toby should have been credited as director, which he was, and um, I consider that a Toby Hooper movie. So, Poltergeist is my is my number one, and then Texas Chainsaw because I don't know that I've ever seen
1: a scarier movie
0: than Texas Chainsaw. It's <laughs> so scary.
1: So, Poltergeist, right? Love Poltergeist, and yeah, I, I am in complete agreement with that. Like, I see, I I clearly see Toby Hooper mm-hmm. in that movie, but yeah, and he brought Steven... his DP with
0: him too, the yeah. same DP from Texas. Yeah. So,
1: and the but Steven Spielberg's. Fingerprints are clearly oh, yeah. all over that movie. Um, but uh, my brothers watched Poltergeist when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Obviously I didn't see, I was born in 81. I don't think I saw Poltergeist until way later. Mm-hmm. They saw Poltergeist for the first time when they were kids and they have not seen it since. Now my brothers are like
0: was it 47, and
1: 48. <laughs> I think it was the meat scene. Like the steak and yeah. the face. Yeah. They still to this day have not watched that movie. They refuse. That's funny. They would not that's how bad. Well, Poltergeist I'm
0: glad you say that because uh as we've discussed, I have kids and my oldest, he's going to be nine. And he loves Halloween and he loves scary things. And he, you know, it's always what can I watch now? What can I watch now? Like we just watched Jaws. Um nice. and I'll, you know, Google it, look at Reddit. Like, what can I show my nine-year-old without Mm. being the four-year-old that watched Freddy's Nightmares um, and then was ruined forever? Poltergeist keeps coming up. So, you know, I said to my husband, like, what do you you think? He's like, "Ah, no, no, the clown? Like, absolutely (laughs) not. Well, it's not. It's not scary the same. Like, yes, it's really scary. But so I think it's probably a no. But, you know, we'll see.
1: I'm eager to, yeah, I want to hear. I'm glad more, you said that because yeah. now
0: I'm going to probably put it off for a
1: little bit. Well, I think that's the thing, too. Like, the way things look back then, like, like kids are wired different today. Like, I mean, I know kids, they have, they're, they're so young, but they have, like, iPhones. I mean, what haven't, you know, what I mean, it's so different yeah. from what, like, yeah. you, what we had access to see versus what they have access to see now. Right. So it might not hit them as bad. I don't know. I but. Don't know. Plus the way like things look i mean the tree's pretty
0: scary too that tree is scary in that movie that comes through the window oh yeah i
1: mean that whole the whole vibe of that movie is Is so it the scary.
0: first one where they get eat, he almost gets eaten by the tree or is that the second one that's the first one okay.
1: I, yeah the tree's trying to eat him, and she's like um maybe we wait yeah
0: <laughs> we might um, wait on that one
1: it's funny because i told this story too the movie that scared like the movie i saw too young that scared the shit out of me was portuguese too really yeah I was seeing that guy everywhere. Well, he was
0: very, very yeah, scary. That, very.
1: That, that scary. monster when he spits that worm out and it, it becomes that monster, yeah. that thing gave me nightmares.
0: Oh, and then Craig T. Nelson, like when he just swallows it, it's really yeah.
1: my my mom. God rest her soul. She hated Craig T. Nelson. It didn't matter what movie he was on. Didn't matter what movie he was in. Like, uh, like uh, just coach, coach would no. be on. No, no coach. Yeah, there's that asshole. <laughs> And I, I was always like, "Why do you hate this guy?" What did he so do much? to you? He let go of the rope, and Poltergeist, scumbag. Shut up. I'm, I'm dead serious.
0: She's like, "I would never. I would never have done she that." She
1: hated Craig T. Nelson as a person because he let go of the rope as the dad in Poltergeist. You
0: shouldn't have done that. Like done we're it.
1: watching, we're watching Devil's Devil's Advocate. Like when it came, yeah, it's yeah, like '98. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, look. He's even an asshole in this film. He's just an asshole of real life. Like, you're basing that off of guys. I
0: think she knew. She knew. <laughs> she could tell. She could tell. He's a bad guy.
1: Then let Bud, go of that rope. Let go yeah, of the rope. Yeah, he was, he was He in, in the eyes of Barbara Marvel, Craig T. Nelson, let go of the rope. Asshole. Yeah. Almost, asshole. almost sacrificed a quarter of your family, you bastard. <laughs> that's such a mom thing that is the total mom thing but uh (laughs) no so yeah poltergeist but um tech to me toby hooper he's he is on my mount rushmore and it's got everything to do with texas chainsaw Chainsaw. and you're right tech to me i'm I'm a big fan of like the 101 movies everybody's got their different Mm -hmm. take on what the and and they've changed over the years Mm -hmm. because i remember in the nineties it seemed like the Exorcist was always number one. Mm-hmm. And then like in the two thousands it was like Texas was number one. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like now like a lot of people are saying The Shining is like the number one scariest movie. Like it always changes, mm-hmm. but Texas has always been in like that top five. Oh yeah. I think Texas Changed on is probably the scariest movie ever made.
0: Can you imagine being in a movie theater? And and it was the absolutely the first of its kind. I mean beyond yes. the first of its kind. Yeah. Going from, you know, movies up until that point where there had been some scary movies, but, you know, a couple decades before that, it's monsters or, you know, atomic monsters yeah. or blobs or, you know, before that, universal monsters and things mm-hmm. like that, um, which are all scary. But going into the theater to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre and how realistic and, and again, like this documentary style sort of filming where... It's, it's, it's not clean. You know, it's, yeah. it's just so gritty and so real and seeing that, I mean, I would have had a heart attack. That movie is so scary.
1: Me, me and my oldest brother, Eric, that's his like all time mm-hmm. horror movie next to like, I think it's that and it's, and they're, they're not like big horror fans mm-hmm. like I am, but they still watch stuff and like his, his three all time favorite horror movies is probably Jaws, mm-hmm. Texas and The Shining. Yeah. We talk all the time. The, the hammer scene
0: mm-hmm.
1: it still looks real. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I we mean, just we
0: just watched it like. Three yeah,
1: okay. it just looks like this big, and he's a this big farm boy strength big dude, boy.
0: corn fed big. Well, corn fed, yeah, person, person fed.
1: Oh big man, boy. just oh yeah. When he smacks that guy, out the, I mean, it looks real. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, to yeah. me, it still looks like he just hit some fucking dude with a hammer, and yeah. this guy happened to film it. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy.
0: And I just listened to a Toby Hooper interview, and one of the things that kind of bumped him out was that people didn't see the black humor in, in the original, especially at that time, he said years later. But the scene where they come back and Leatherface had cut open the door, he's like, What did your brother do to the door? I'm just freaking out. Mm. Meanwhile, they're murdering people, but he's yeah. very pissed off that About his door, door is now in pieces. Mm. And, there's
1: there's, you know. there's chickens just running around the house, probably shitting, but he's yeah. worried about the screen door. And he's worried it looks about like, the door. Yeah, it looks like you could get it at the hardware store for yeah. like twenty bucks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's so good. At least back then. And it's so scary, and and the fact that they have Sally jump through a window twice, like I don't, it's just perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, it, it's and it just shows her desperation to get out of there. You know, she's yeah. she's fighting so hard, and it's so good.
1: I was talking to someone about this recently because I watched, so I have Shudder, I'm assuming Mm -hmm. you have Shudder. They (laughs) shot in the dark here. You got it? (laughs) just going to take a guess. They had their their like 101. I just watched it recently. You just watched it, right? Yeah. So I didn't realize like Toby Hooper doesn't get enough credit. Like that scene where she's walking up to the house Uh and the way that camera angle is, like he was the first guy to really do a shot like that. Yeah. So he was like a great like filmmaker yeah, yeah i for mean sure. like you said coming up with these shots that no one had done prior oh, yeah. you know
0: well i mean and then obviously that classic shot at the end where he's swinging the chainsaw oh yeah it's just beautiful like it's it's amazing and i don't know the texas chainsaw movies were sort of uh my like slumber party movies you know when we would go to each other's houses and Those came up a lot because there's a lot of them and they're, you know, not too offensive. Like it could be worse. It could, you know, they get funnier kind of, they, they're a little more um, entertaining in that way as you go on. Like obviously two and Toby said two is the way that it is because people didn't get the humor in the first one. So he was like, I'm going to layer it on a lot thicker this time.
1: So two part two, I'll never forget. Like I, you know, I, I watched it when I was younger and then, and I was like, and it, it's so crazy. Like if you didn't tell me, I mean, you can catch it here and there, but it's such, it's such a different tone oh, than why totally, totally you, you could almost forget that he directed that one. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I remember My friends came over. It was like a couple, a uh, couple years ago. And it was like one of my, every October, I pick one movie a night for the whole 31 days and I watch it. And my rule is, like, you can't pick something from the year before. Mm-hmm. So every year it's, like, a different lineup of 31 movies. Mm-hmm. So I picked Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 for the first time. And my my friends came over to watch it. And they had never seen it. They've only seen clips and stuff. So we watched it. And I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget. And like I said, it was only a couple years ago. They were like, my friend Anthony was like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> That, that sums up that That's movie. absolutely it's like, what movie. the fuck did I just watch?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, with Bill Moseley just in his, like, prime. Oh, like, yeah. Like, just, it's so over the top. It's so, it's over, the so top. over the top. It's so
1: over the top. You talk about a guy who, uh, talk about a guy who had, like, a lot of fun.
0: Oh, yeah. And He's...
1: Toby Price is like, yeah, go crazy, man.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, so again, post-mortem, there's a Toby Hooper interview. And, um, sorry, Mick Garris, I'm talking about your show a lot. Maybe, maybe I can get you on Bruce's show. That'd be um, awesome. I would die. So they have uh, this interview with Toby. It was intended to be, um, Toby was supposed to be on, this was a few years ago, on the show. He had passed away a few weeks prior. Mm. So they did a memoriam show. They had uh, Bill and um, the person, Caroline, who plays Stretch in two. So they're interviewing them. And then they um, the second half of the show is uh, an older interview he did with Toby. So it's, really, it's a really nice episode, but they're interviewing them. And Bill's saying, you know, Mick's asking them, you know, what's what are some of your best memories of Toby? And he said there's a scene in 2 where he's just uh, bludgeoning someone over and over and over and over again. And they're doing like 12, 13 takes. And uh, he asks for another take. And Bill looks at Toby. He's like, Toby, am I doing something wrong? And he's like, oh, hell no. I'm just having a great time watching you. And he's like, OK, all right. So that's that movie. I mean, it's just so over the top.
1: It's so great. I think like like Dennis Hopper clearly having a good time.
0: (laughs) I love Dennis Hopper. I was so sad when he passed. That's
1: yeah, it does suck. I was I was was sad when Toby Hooper passed away.
0: Yeah, we lost a lot of good people close together. And like another
1: and another reason why, besides Texas, why he's on my Mount Rushmore, and is his version of Sam's Lot. Yeah, it's. So not like the book, but it's it's all I can see now. Yeah, like it's all, I can, it's all, and I.
0: And again, an example of how he was a great filmmaker.
1: Great filmmaker, because I think one of the one of the best scenes out of any vampire movie, mm-hmm. let alone any horror movie, is the uh, Danny Glick coming to the window, the window scene. scene. Oh yeah. yeah, that the way that was done. Yeah. It's still. It still looks creepy. It mm-hmm. still feels creepy. Mm-hmm. It still looks amazing. Uh, yeah, this is like Salem's Lot, the Toby Hooper Salem's Lot is probably my I don't know, my top not counting Dracula films, it's like probably like my top three of vampire films yeah. that's in there. Like that that Lost Boys and Fright Night is probably like my three. But I love this movie. And yeah, like Toby so that's where like Toby Hooper is with me. Yeah, Texas, true, Salem's Lot, then probably Poltergeist.
0: So let's talk your Mount Rushmore.
1: Ooh, so my Mount Rushmore, I think, um, so I have Christopher Lee here as Dracula because I think one of, I think Terrence Fisher is probably one of my all-time favorites. I didn't uh, realize
0: Christopher really Lee hated being known for Dracula.
1: What, I think towards the end of his career, he probably didn't mind it. Like he kind of he kind of got a little better with it but yeah he for the longest time was like I'm that's I want to talk with a man I don't want to talk yeah that's it's not silly. what I want to be known for those yeah. films were dreadful and yeah. but like he said in an interview one time like um and this was years before he passed away that a lot of the reason why he came back to do these films was because like after so after Dracula or the horror of Dracula they did Brides of Dracula, mm-hmm. which they used him to promote, but he wasn't in. Directed by Terrence Fisher. And they brought him back for Dracula, Prince of Darkness, where he has no dialogue. Mm-hmm. And there's discrepancy about that. It was like, you ask the director, well, he didn't want to say anything. Or you ask the writer or whatever. It's like, he didn't want to say anything. And then you ask him, it's like, I was not going to get caught dead saying this terrible dialogue. <laughs> so there's always this like... You know, that that's one Supposed of those. things. was he throwing things. a fit? Like yeah, that's one of those like kind of myths. So I guess we'll never really yeah. get the we'll never get the full story. But they would always call him and be like, "Hey, we want you back to Dracula. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it." Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, but think of all the people that you're going to put out of work because we're not making this movie.
0: Oh, no. And
1: that's, and he'd they be like. guilted and him
0: into and
1: it. And they would, yes. Yeah, so according to Christopher Lee, it's on YouTube, look it up. They would just, they would guilt him oh. <laughs> into coming back and doing these movies because he wanted to make it, because he had friends. I yeah. mean, he was friends with a lot of the yeah. actors, stage yeah. people. It's like, all right, well, if I don't do this.
0: They're not if, buying Christmas gifts for I their kids yeah, if you don't you get know, in if there. I don't,
1: if I don't make, taste the blood of Dracula, all these people are going to be oh. out of work. What a nice dude. Yeah, so, but Terrence Fisher was, uh, like, we're going back to, like, the 50s where they were kind of talking, like, that was more like the Atomic Age. It was always like a giant monster or a mutated monster or aliens or stuff like that. Hammer and Roger Corman, too, Mm -hmm. started, hey, we're going to bring the gothic stuff back. So Terrence Fisher just got Horror of Dracula, Curse of Frankenstein, The Mummy, Curse of the Werewolf, my favorite Hammer film, The Gorgon. He, Brides of Dracula, like all those really quintessential Hammer films, mm-hmm. he directed. So, that's I. A that's, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of <laughs> work. That's a, that's, a, that's a. In my opinion, that's a super resume. I mean yeah. It's just like it. That's like an all star career.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to go with James Whale because mm-hmm. uh, James Whale, again, He's my. Probably
0: none of this would exist without.
1: Uh, yes. For those who don't know James Whale, James Whale is. Um, Directed the original Frankenstein, my all-time favorite because Frankenstein's Monster is my all-time favorite uh, literary and horror icon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, which some people say is the greatest
0: Mm -hmm.
1: horror movie ever made. Uh, Which, you know, that's, like I said, that's kind of up to the eye of the beholder kind of thing. Um, The Invisible Man, Old Dark House, great classics. Uh, Toby, I'm going to go with Toby Hooper. And I'm going to go... I'm gonna go with John Carpenter. That's my fourth guy, but honorable mention goes to James Wan big time. Because, you know, I, like I was never really big into the Saw movies, but Saw One was a huge game changer, yeah. and it's a great movie. And the first Insidious is probably one of my all-time favorite horror movies ever.
0: Yeah, I saw Saw was. It was, um, it was a big deal. And again, franchise wise, I, my favorite part about a franchise is that you learn more about the story and one through four was the story unfolding and, and just the, you know, the Shawnee Smith character, Amanda. Right. I think, I think so. Seeing the, like, seeing it all come together, all these pieces come together Mm -hmm. at the end of four was, was amazing. Um, And yeah, uh, Insidious is the The blend it's very Guillermo del Toro, where it has that blend of horror and fantasy, mm-hmm. um, and it's done so well. And it's it's another scary movie. It's a scary movie.
1: Insidious is a terrifying movie. Yeah, like I want to do, I want to do a full episode on Insidious one day, or like or at least one and two, and maybe even this new one because I have a feeling. I don't know too much about this new one. Yeah. Insidious, the Red Door, which is directed by Patrick Wilson, who...
0: Oh, I didn't know he directed yeah, it. Yeah, he
1: directed it. So, oh, Patrick, Patrick Wilson, Wilson. Uh, fantastic great. actor. Great. Uh, Patrick Wilson, who plays Father Lamberts mm-hmm. in Insidious 1 and 2. He is, this is his directorial debut, mm-hmm. and he, owes, he he's even said he owes a lot to James Wan. I think James Wan yeah. helped him and was a big-time producer on this project.
0: And this is the last movie, right?
1: Well, I think they're going to do some. What I've read is now they're talking insidious like spinoffs that they're going to do, which, yeah. But I don't like that. Jason Bloom has said, and this has actually been a talk for a long time, but Jason Bloom has said that they, nothing's in the works yet, but they still want to do it. They want to do an insidious, sinister crossover, which I think could be,
0: I don't know, could be interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd watched, have to hear it. I had more to watch Sinister it. twice before I could appreciate it. I, yeah. I just I didn't get the hype. And I think it's because Sinister and Insidious sound really similar. Yeah. And I was such an Insidious fan and I was like, I don't give a shit about this movie. I don't care <laughs> about your movie. All I care about is Insidious. Um and they came out around the same time.
1: They did come out at the same time. And I think so when I saw Sinister for the first time, Scott Derrickson, awesome.
0: Scott Derrickson is 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 pretty good.
1: Yeah, he's got some, he's got some uh, horror movie director cred, Black Phone. Black
0: Phone could have used some more light. Yeah. He went He went the Zack Snyder route of little bit. making it almost too dark.
1: A little bit. Almost Still a great movie, dark. but it yeah, I movie. could see that. It was a good I movie. Could totally see it that. Was, and I, and it,
0: was, it was like blurry because they were going for like an old film yeah. look, but I can't see anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> so, help me. So I'm like
0: cleaning my glasses <laughs> and I'm like squinting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was not my favorite viewing experience. I got a
1: 4K copy, but it looks pirated. Oh what the
0: fuck? I was. I seriously like. I don't know how many times I cleaned off my glasses. Yeah. Is it me? Is it? I cannot see this movie. Um, it was good. It was. It was good. And he's a fan. You can tell. Yeah. He's a fan.
1: So that goes a long way. It does. Me. Um. So James Wan. James Wan, um, the first Conjuring movie, incredible. I didn't like it. You didn't like, I didn't it? like oh, it. I didn't like man. it. I didn't like it. Man.
0: I didn't like it. It was it was very hyped up, and it just didn't hit for me. I didn't find it scary, um, uh, but I know a lot of people love it. So, you
1: know, that's great. I mean, I respect your opinion. Yeah, but that's you're like the I first, wanted to like. Yeah, it. I wanted you're to the like first it. person I've ever like. Yeah,
0: oh. <laughs> yeah. I um, <laughs> I just didn't. I I watched it a couple times, and uh, it's it's not it's not a bad movie. It's done. Well, I mean, it's not like it was directed by Eli Roth or something. It's done well. I can't wait um, till we get into that. <laughs> it's done well. I mean, it just and and I think for me that started off these shitty sequels. Sequels that for me didn't do anything in any in any way um, other than pulling sort of. We talked in the beginning. I'm sure it won't be on the episode. Talked about Disney and cash grabs, and I feel like it might be. I feel like they got kind of cash grabby and. Um, which sucks because coming out of like the movies that have come out of that, of Blumhouse have, some of them have been really, really good. Yeah. Um, but then they have some that just feel like they're just trying to, to, to break in. Yeah.
1: Like you said, franchise cash grabs. I can see that because there was, so I love the first Conjuring movie. The second one was.
0: I watched the second one. Is that the one where he sings Elvis? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I like Patrick Wilson. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it.
1: The second one was I like the second one too. It was pretty good. It was pretty good, but I think like when you started getting Oh, and
0: it, I hate the Warrens. That might be one of the reasons. There you go.
1: Yeah. I think we I think we have discovered something. Yeah. If you hate the Warrens, they're definitely not the movie. Yeah. They're definitely not the movie. And apparently they weren't like I mean, I don't know for sure. Everybody's, you know, opinion is different, but like I hear they're actually not like great people.
0: No, they're terrible people. So I hate the
1: Warrens. And this movie kinda you know I mean I mean, I love the actors playing them. The actors them. are great, yeah. And they bring such a, they bring such a, like a, it's the word I'm looking for? They bring such, like, a connection to these characters. Yeah, there's People. a veracity to, yeah. to it. They,
0: they do a good job.
1: I think, I definitely don't think those three movies would be as successful if not those two actors.
0: No, they have great chemistry together, Yeah, too.
1: they really do. I always butcher her name, but Vera... Uh, Fermiga. Yes. That's yeah. why I didn't say it, because I totally would have got that wrong. Actually, but she's, she's brilliant. Funny. And like you said, the two of them together... It's just yeah, fun to watch. You know,
0: I don't, I'm going to have to watch it again. Because I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about, like, I love, this is funny, I, I was going to email you last night, but I didn't want to seem um, like a weirdo. But now you know I'm a weirdo, so it doesn't matter. But I was.
1: You're awesome. <laughs> if you're if you're a weirdo, I'm We're fucking shit out of luck.
0: So, um, I love Amityville horror. Love that yeah. movie. And Conjuring has so much of Amityville. Oh, big time. In it. But I was on uh, Tubi last night. If you're looking for horror movies, there's
1: Tubi is brilliant. Ton.
0: So and it's free. A um, little bit of commercials, but they're not bad. They're they're pretty short.
1: Yeah, but for the content, it's worth it.
0: So um, I don't know. I guess I was searching. I was searching Amityville, obviously, because why would it come up? I can't remember what I was looking for. Did you know, in 2022, ten Amityville movies came out.
1: I ten. Didn't, I didn't know it was ten. 10. I didn't know it was 10, In but one I, knew, year. I knew there was a lot. Like, if you look up... Amityville
0: Christmas yes. Vacation.
1: That's real? It's real. Oh, my God. It's 45 God. minutes
0: long. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I thought I about I feel like it. I have
1: to see it, but I know, I know it's going to be bad.
0: It's going to be real bad. It's going <laughs> to be real fucking bad. Holy <laughs> Ten. shit. 10. I
1: It don't shock me. Like I said, I knew there was a bunch, because every time I go and I start... That's another
0: I, That's another movie rental sleepover, like,
1: I'm a big like surfing guy. When I mean surfing, I mean like I'll go on and just peruse yeah. like what is their yeah. horror movie option. I'm like, oh, it'll be, it'll be two hours when I'm trying to pick a movie. Oh my God, I like, know. Oh, yeah, I, can't, like, I don't even like, have time. Yeah, right?
0: it's now midnight. We haven't picked a movie. Yeah. We can't
1: stop looking. But like Amityville Possession. Yeah. And Amity, like it was, I'm like, dude.
0: Well, and I knew I had seen a lot of them. Yeah. And there are so
1: many. There's there a lot.
0: So many. And people talk about um, Franchises and and which one has the most movies, or which actor has been in the most sequels? Which I think falls to work, Davis and Lebarkan, but um, <laughs> who I love, I, I saw him. Really, I did. We went to. Sorry, again, we went to. We always um, we always go
1: off topic. <laughs> don't don't let it stop you.
0: Universal Studios. I'm a big Harry Potter fan, and um, I think this was my first time going to Universal.
1: Um, Still have never been.
0: Oh, it's great. It's it's it is. Uh, you know, Disney is fine. Um, I didn't go to Disney until my 30th birthday, and I expected it to be really immersive, and it wasn't. Universal is. It's amazing. Okay. So I was there with my husband and his cousin. Shout out, Matt. And my husband, Alex, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love you. So we went to Universal in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Um, they have the two restaurants from the movie, and we're in the one, and we're getting our food, which is good. It's good. Um, and my husband goes, Ward Davis is over there, and I was like, "The fuck he is." Work getting come on, stop. And he's like, or maybe Matt said it. I can't remember, but one of them was like, "No, it was my husband." It's like, no, he's he's right there, and we were leaving the restaurant, and I was like, "What do you mean he's right there?" Well, like, go go look. So Matt goes over and he goes, "Holy shit, that's him."
1: That is insane. And I was I like, have I have to, shit.
0: I have to go get his autograph. That's Willow Upgood is sitting uh, so over I was, there. Okay, so I was
1: like, oh my god, that is Willow.
0: And my husband was like, he's eating with his family. Like, you could tell. He was sitting with his family. And I was like, but I'm never, this is never going to happen again. Yeah. He's "He's with his his kids. So I didn't go over there. But he was, like, right over there.
1: Yeah. I, I had a similar incident with a different, so I was in Vegas. And I saw Danzig, Glenn Danzig. And we were in this restaurant. And he was literally getting ready to go because... I guess saying? he was still, he was still showing um, Death Rider and The House of the Vampires and like these local things, which I'm still waiting to come out. Even though I probably know what's going. Oh my to God! Get. What was that
0: movie that he put out? Oh
1: Veronica! Oh my God! Yeah. Oh man! So.
0: It was something.
1: <laughs> it was. It definitely was. Um, Ed Wood probably would have liked it. They yeah,
0: would have really liked it.
1: Uh, but he was standing over there, and my wife said the same thing. She's like.
0: Dancing is right, or is right there. Danzig's over there. Dude, go, go
1: say hi. Dan- like where, a little further than how me and you are now is where Danzig was. Yeah. Did you say anything? I did not. Oh my God. I was like, Come on. he's like my hero. You're never supposed to meet you your choke? heroes. I was like, I just like froze. Yeah. I was like.
0: What do I do? I don't know what to do. What I, do I
1: do? Oh my God, I didn't know what to do. I'm
0: quietly having a heart attack. What yeah. do
1: I do? I'm like, I'm in the, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking 10 feet from fucking <laughs> the, who I think is the greatest like singer band ever and I just watched him walk away Uh, Oh, I was like I should have went and then uh, I was like you know you get that's like I should have did it man I should have went over there he might have been a dick
0: and then it would have been sad
1: he might have been a dick but it also looked like he was with people and he would he clearly was was going somewhere like he was going somewhere so it was like I'm not gonna be that guy you know these you know I mean but I was like man I, I always freeze up meeting people oh me too even though he's kind of been doing it for a long time, I still kind of consider him like a newer guy. I'm up there, del Toro up there. Oh,
0: yeah. He's amazing. Um,
1: one of my movies that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough is Mimic.
0: We just watched Mimic. Not I alone. love that no. movie. It's a good movie. That's it's a really great good. Talk.
1: And here's a, He's another guy who gets, like, like Flanagan and King, gets it to where if you do a lot of stuff with the characters mm-hmm. and you give people characters they actually care about, mm-hmm. Anything, any kind of peril you throw them in is going to be scary. Yeah. Uh, mimic great cast of, like, yep. a great ensemble of people that you actually want to see yeah. get out and survive, and some don't. Yeah. Uh, and his, he's another guy where his, I mean, his use of color mm-hmm. is just fucking He's just, he's incredibly beautiful. talented. I, yes, I mean, I don't really talent.
0: know. He, he's kind of on his own. I don't know who to compare him to. He's, he's just
1: he's yeah he's definitely all by himself and even even if it's a movie he's not directing when yeah. he produces something yep. you know you're in Absolutely. for like something special
0: yeah well and i i feel like he's kind of bridged you know the the, the divide between the genre and you know mainstream with um the name of it? shape of water yeah uh which was amazing it was amazing uh, he loves fairy tales, and mm. and he loves making them scary. I didn't. This is not me shitting on Guillermo because he's perfect, but I didn't like his anthology show. I didn't think the episodes were very good, um, and I don't know why. I can't figure out why it didn't didn't quite work for
1: me. It was. I liked it, but some were definitely like hit or miss. Yeah, there's still like two I have to watch to finish it, and I think honestly, I think for me, why it didn't um, do as well. I think because like he, Del Toro, you kind of expected something a little more. Yeah, than what I could you see got. that.
0: It felt a little watered down, kind of. Um, but yeah, he's he's amazing. I mean, I haven't watched Pan's Labyrinth in years, but that oh, it's movie still so good. it's 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 incredible. Another Doug Jones, obviously, he's all over his movies. Um, it's still
1: so good, and me because, like I said, I'm more of like the like I love the gothic yeah. horror stories mm-hmm. of old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crimson Peak, I love that movie. Still haven't
0: watched Crimson Peak.
1: I I love that movie. A lot of people don't like it, yeah. and it didn't do as well. Yeah. Especially considering like the, the the cast that's in it. It's a right. Brilliant cast. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it was uh, Hiddleston's in it, right? And that oh, was like yeah. at the peak of everyone loving him.
1: Yeah, he's in it. Um,
0: what's Some his chick. Name? I can't remember who. Who the female lead
1: is? Well, I know um, Jessica Chastain is in it, she's and awesome. she's like she yeah, she's great, and she's like she's like kind of like the villain of yeah. the film. Um, and I do forget the main protagonist, but uh, my my man from Sons of Anarchy is in it. He's great, Ron Perlman. Nah, not Jax? Ron Perlman. Jack Charlie Jax. Hunnam. Yes, I was
0: gonna say Guillermo and Ron Perlman work together a
1: lot. Yeah. So. Oh,
0: amazing character actor. Amazing. Ron Perlman's the best.
1: I, I said something. Someone asked me um, if I was going to do a cast. So Frankenstein is my favorite, right? Someone was asking me if I was going to do like a fantasy casting of the movie. I was like, oh, well, you got to have Del Toro direct it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not have him direct it, Ron Perlman's got to be the monster.
0: I mean, he's not doing it without him. <laughs> Nor should he. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be amazing. Ron Perlman's incredible.
1: I was so mad. I was so upset that he didn't get a chance to do like that Hellboy three that they wanted to do. Because he, I loved him as Hellboy. He's
0: amazing as Hellboy.
1: <laughs> Hellboy I haven't too. seen the David Harbor one. I... Yeah, I mean, e for effort. Yeah. Um,
0: I like David Harbor.
1: Oh, I love David Harbor. I love David Harbor, and uh, like Hellboy is like one of my favorite like comic book mm. characters. I mean, I would, I remember sorry, I remember liking Hellboy before a lot of people thought it was cool. People thought it was cool. Yeah. Um and he did a good job as hellboy and he looked great as hellboy but it was just one of those movies where it was like it's a little flat I, it's just missing something yeah. it's almost like it just didn't really it to be made,
0: made? <laughs> i think the, that's kind really, of yeah called. i
1: mean it's super violent like you yeah. got all these giant monsters and they're just like mowing down people but i feel like the, like the, you can already tell the cgi's like getting dated very quickly yeah. yeah they got a new one coming out based off like the crooked oh. man story hmm. so we'll see what happens with that but i, I don't think it, i think that first the del toro and Pearlman hellboy movies are just what you need
0: yeah that uh ty west i yeah another hometown boy he's from wilmington. yeah oh yeah um, he's from like nice part of wilmington but he's from wilmington <laughs> it's funny they, they throw around wilmington and i'm like you i think you went to some private school. I forget what school he went
1: to. You're good. Um, went to like Wilmington Friends School yeah, or something.
0: To, what say
1: Tower or something. Oh, there you go, yeah. Tower. So
0: he's good. So, um. beer Yeah. <laughs> I. What was it? House House Delaware. Of the
1: Delaware listeners will get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we we got one. We got we got two. Aubrey Plaza, Ty yeah, West. Yeah, we, got some people.
1: we got some. We got some people coming from Delaware. Hot better of
0: talent. Um house of the devil uh, awesome movie. awesome movie really really awesome good movie. movie um then I, I know he's done a bunch of stuff but he got saddled with a cabin fever whatever um i liked cabin fever i liked the original i liked cabin fever i liked. are you fever.
1: saying you liked an eli roth or an eli roth pro- he produced it right
0: no he or directed, he directed it. and wrote okay. cabin fever so okay. my hatred for eli roth
1: This is, this is is what I've been, this is what (laughs) I've been building (laughs) to.
0: Cabin fever. Fine movie. It was fine. It was good. No, it, um, it was good. It was, it was different. It was creepy. Like I, I am actually really afraid of, uh, flesh eating bacteria. Um, it's one of my phobias. Yeah. Um, along with parasites. Like these are the things that freak me out. Those like the idea that. You know, you could just, your skin could just start sloughing off because you got this bacteria. This is why I don't go into lakes. Ew. Um,
1: have you seen The Bay?
0: Scared. I have not seen The Bay. I think I started watching The Bay. Oh. Um, I'll watch it. <laughs> I go fast. I'll watch it. Go ahead. So, yeah, fine movie. The pancakes thing, like, whatever, but I get it. You're weird. I don't care. Um, <laughs> it was fine. You know, you could tell, like, he really likes horror movies. He made a horror movie. Like, good, good, legitimately good for you. Um, Then comes Hostel. So. Yeah. I have probably never been so excited about seeing a movie. I was so excited to see Hostel. It looked so good. I I mean, I was looking forward to it so much. We went to see it. It is the only movie I've ever considered walking out of. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't like... I'm definitely not going to pay for something and leave, so I didn't. But um, it just wasn't a good movie, I, in my opinion. I know people love Hostel. I didn't think it was good. Um, I started to get the strong sense that Eli Roth is a hack. Um, don't care about the the torture porn. Don't care about that. I give a shit. Um, you know, you can watch a tak- Takashi Miike movie, then you know, Hostel is nothing. So hated it. I um, was very disappointed. And then i saw him on one of the 101 type shows and this was you know right after hostel came out around the and obviously it could have been cut together differently maybe the way they showed him wasn't actually the way that he is every other fucking director on there is talking about everyone else and how great they are when they're talking about themselves they're like yeah you know and john carpenter's like I mean, I guess I made some mean, it's movies. It's, yeah, you know, very
1: humble. I guess
0: it's okay. I don't know. I just, I like playing music. And <laughs> Eli Roth, with his stupid fucking hair and his stupid <laughs> eyebrows, is just talking about himself. Mm-hmm. Just, just chirping about himself.
1: Was this the, was this the, um, was this the one AMC yes. did? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I do recall this one now. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> so... um. Yeah, that's when it really started for me. That's when this is like me talking to my therapist and they're like, why are you so bitter? What has gone wrong in your life? And it's, well, I went to see a hospital Yeah. and my whole life just is in shambles now because of it. No. Um,
1: so Hostel was the beginning of
0: the. was the beginning. I, I refuse to watch anything that he has anything to do with. And it's a me problem. I get that. Well, I get yes. that now.
1: So Eli Roth, like.
0: And I watched Hostel more than once and I watched the second one.
1: Actually, I've never so seen, like, I take
0: that back. I have not watched anything since then that he's been involved
1: in. So I haven't I've watched Hostel like plenty of times, and Hostel's one of those movies where when I first saw it, or the first couple of times I saw it, I think the idea of going to another country and like not
0: I think it's a great idea. I think it's a
1: great idea. I it's a great idea. I it, and I think that's more like what scares me more. I think oh, yeah. torture stuff just really grosses me oh, yeah, out. Yeah,
0: I mean that's whatever. That didn't affect me. I thought the plot I thought it had a good, yeah. I thought, the, not, I thought the idea was really yeah.
1: good. Yeah, like I was pretty, I was one of those, like when I first saw Hostel and some of my friends we were like, wow, this is like this, that movie, like, it did blow me away at the time because it was so like.
0: Oh, I mean, a lot of people love that movie. Oh, so yeah. I know
1: that. I, guess, I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go far as far as say I loved it, it's but it was. I was definitely enough. affected. Yeah. Yeah, when I think of, so when I see Eli Roth and like, interviews and stuff like that I so I like his history of horror show like I I like his contribution I wouldn't
0: know I haven't watched
1: yeah I like his contribution it's more like it's more or less I know he's a fan I know that I
0: I like his fan
1: stuff but yeah. yeah he definitely so when I see basically when I see Eli Roth like his character in Death Proof is how I imagine him in real life. Mm-hmm. Like you said, very cocky, very mm-hmm. arrogant. Mm-hmm. He does, you know what I mean?
0: I have a feeling he's probably been taken down a little bit. A since, little bit. Since when Hostel came out.
1: A little bit. But yeah, I was yeah. like, I'll never forget. Like, I don't hate the guy hate as much as you, but I, I'll i never forget. So my dislike for Eli Roth, it might not even really be his fault.
0: I feel like your mother with Craig T. Nelson.
1: There you go. And I can I completely him understand that. My dislike for Eli Roth comes from Inglorious Bastards.
0: Really? Yes. That's interesting.
1: And I'll tell you why. Inglorious Bastards was another movie where Which I almost called,
0: did not go to see because he was in it.
1: Well, it was talked up a lot. A lot of yes. people say, Oh, you gotta rewatch it. You gotta rewatch it.
0: Okay.
1: I've only seen it once and I have no desire to go okay. back and rewatch it. But everyone makes a big deal that the bear Bear Joe scene
0: my cousin Sheila who I love um loves Eli Roth yeah
1: and me it's like I'm watching this scene and this
0: every time he was on camera I wanted to rip my face off
1: the build up to him coming out of that tunnel Mm -hmm. and I get it it's supposed to build and build and build by the time he's the fucking guy Mm -hmm. that comes out of the tunnel I'm like really this is what I I felt like yeah, I, I felt like, like I sat here that for the last five minutes <laughs> yeah. of you zooming in on a fucking tunnel yeah. for Eli Roth. yeah not worth it like this is not yeah I'm not I'm not being taken to film school with this bullshit
0: <laughs> not for him. sorry that's nope. my
1: opinion but I'm like okay yeah it's almost like I don't know it's, it's almost a, like hey like, 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 you're going to see Guns N' Roses and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and the outcomes this axel rose with a bunch of nobodies like okay where's fucking slash this ain't, this is bullshit. This is nobody's really even for. here for axel why yeah, am i here fuck this is bullshit this ain't what i sat here fucking waiting for yeah big deal it's eli roth with bat
0: and that for me is is what eli roth is he's just a constant let down no it's fine i'll get over it one day
1: um yeah no, you won't no, no that's fine no i
0: won't Taking it to my grave <laughs> No, nothing
1: says i have
0: to <laughs> i'll die on that hill um yeah no he talks. ty west um i think is good i saw x did you see x
1: i saw x i haven't had a chance I to see pearl. pearl i haven't seen pearl me neither everyone keeps telling me i have to I know
0: though. x was okay i yeah it was fine i've heard that pearl is supposed to be really really good so i'm curious because i do like ty west so. yeah
1: well on that <laughs> note i think i'll let it go. i think on that note i'll end it Thank you for watching us at the Marvel of Horror. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and catch listen to full episodes on Spotify, and watch full episodes on YouTube at the Marvel of Horror podcast. Like, subscribe, leave your comments. We want to hear from you. If you're interested in being on the show and you're Delaware local, Mm -hmm. message us. Let us know. I want to thank Daniel Lloyd for coming by, being an awesome guest. It's a great, thank uh, you, uh, so much fun. It's a great show, and uh, we will catch you next time. Thank you.